You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiacos FC and Greek football. My name is Peter Thompson. You're listening to episode number 113. I am here with my co-hosts. We've got all four of the boys today, so it's a special one. We've got Adi Bulubasis, Costa Levoyanis, and Labros Sirmos. The comments are already flowing in. And we're just going to get right to it. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this. Uh, we know we're going to get some, oh, talk about Olympiacos comments. We will talk about Olympiacos, but the first thing on the agenda has to be the Ethniki Omada. Undefeated. JVS, what a coach he is. Still undefeated in competitive play, guys. This is amazing. Um, against the defensive stalwarts Kosovo. He, we nick a goal, all thanks to Bakasetas, the creative genius, who is just a top player in the number 10 position. And we only concede one guys against Kosovo, who are a massive team and have never got a point at home in World Cup qualifiers in their history. Uh, guys, like, huge result for Greece to get that draw. Um, we're not mathematically eliminated from qualification yet. So like we got to give JVS the lifetime extension, right? Like this is such a huge result. Uh, three draws and three games. Like what a coach, what a, what a group of players, guys. Yanulis at the back, top defender, incredible job. Definitely, uh, smart to take Jimikas off. What do we think guys? Jesus, the trolling so hard. Adi, I know you're the one passionate about this. Go ahead. Please. got the, the ethnic jersey on today i'm not, I'm not <laughs> gonna lie i almost didn't want to come on this podcast i was i'm i'm fucking pissed i'm i'm ticked the fuck off because everything i saw happening it happened it happened we have a team we have a national team whose offense is just like la mia's or panetolicos that's fucking sad is this a joke we can make two chances three chances against kosovo you take off simikas and leave yanulis are you fucking my grandmother defends better than Yanulis? What the fuck was that? No, I'm I'm furious. I'm annoyed as shit. How small of a country have we fucking become when we let Kosovo get their first home point? Their first home point of World Cup qualifiers. Disgusting. Ship Van Chip off. I don't care if he's Canadian. I don't care if he's Australian. I don't care if he's Dutch. Ship him somewhere. Send him to don't, Siberia. Don't send him to I'm Canada. Done. Don't send him anywhere him. near me. I, I don't care. Send him somewhere. No. You know I'm, what? Maybe we can trade. Maybe we can get Madi, Baby Kamara, and uh, Mamadou Kane oh out of and trade and oh trade God. there. Send him there. <laughs> the coup can deal with him. Oh, so uh, dumb. Where are the apologists? I want to find the goddamn JV apologist, JVS apologist. We have been saying this nonstop. And it fucking happened. The chickens came home to roost. That's that's it. I'm done. I, I'm I'm not talking about JVS anymore. Uh, I've already wasted enough of my emotion. Oh, what was a really good day before this fucking happened? Let's be honest. 
I was like the last, I think, hope for the national team on this podcast. And I'm just fucking pissed off. I'm irritated to high heaven. It's time to go. It's time to go. Like I like I said against um Switzerland, they don't call him the second coming of Johan Cruyff for a reason. He's just the tactics the tactics are so good. The player selection's phenomenal. Woo! Lombo, you're stealing my bit, man. I already I already did it to perfection. At the I'm just like the total football, you know. The prime Ajax, the prime Dutch teams. I didn't want to say it after the Switzerland friendly, but I think he's done it. He's turned us into a prime Netherlands team, prime Barcelona. Pep Guardiola would be proud. <laughs> Honestly. Honest- <laughs> anyway, let me get started for real. JVS. I've been JVS out for two years now. Um literally ever since he showed up and kicked all of my favorite players out. This is this is a shout-out. Kostas Manolas, Dimitri Silvas, Socrates Papastatopoulos. Please come back. Please come back. We miss you. Literally anybody, we miss you. I was actually laughing. I wasn't really mad at all. Like, people may be asking for, like, a rant. I, I just thought it was quite hilarious, the whole thing. It was just, yeah, everyone could see the goal was coming at the end and it was going to be a shit goal. The funny part was when he subbed Chimikas off for Kulis Papadopoulos, who doesn't have a team after being kicked out of the Middle East. Like, what a clown show. And then he puts Yanulis in to defend. Yanulis, who is dog shit, who, <laughs> who got d- displaced by like Brandon Williams, whoever the fuck that is from Manchester United. And he, Literally lets the ball bounce when he could just head it away because he has no idea because he's shit. It's it's incredible how shit Yanulis is. And it's incredible how shit he is. Yet the northern half of this country thinks that he's like some sort of star player. It's it's incredible stuff. But he didn't know there was a guy behind him. There was yeah. a freaking guy right there making the guy the was run. like six five. The guy was a giant, <laughs> like giant striker. And he didn't even he didn't look. He yeah. didn't look. Your head has to be on a swivel. It, but also the football is so shit. Holy. It is like my eyes hurt. Like I was back and forth between just like watching the basketball game. Like Costa, shout out Olympiacos BC, played a nice game tonight. Uh, but, oh my God, once the second half came and I had to watch fully, I was just, it was I can't difficult. I you guys watched. Dude. I, I know emails as they say right but um Dude. you know i listen the thing is open tv is public public tv so i get it on my tv fine so i can just flip on open tv and jesus christ it's so bad it, it's i honestly want to say like we shouldn't talk about the national team anymore it's that bad and unless like major changes come yeah i think I that's mean, costa's position to be fair we, but I, costa's been silent i don't think we need to waste too many words on this guys i think a lot of the stuff we've said is stuff we've already said jvs has to go is he gonna go who cares wait this is a good point know. do you think he'll go do you think he'll Costa? Go? what do you think i'm just gonna say one thing because i'm seeing loads of people being yeah jvs out everybody jumping up on the bandwagon jvs isn't the biggest problem in this team I'm just going to put it out there. You want to tell you why? Do you think that any respectable coach 
is going to come in and be told, you can call up this player, you can't call up that player, and you have to play this player and you can't play that player. There you go, guys. It's as simple as that. JVS is not the biggest problem in this national team. I've said it 100 times, and I'm bored. I'm bored of saying it, but to all those people jumping on the bandwagon tonight, JVS is not our biggest problem, just to remind you. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I saw this on Twitter. Skibbe, come back. Come back. <laughs> Dude, I would I would take um... I I saw one a while ago. I don't know who it was from, but Vaverde was uh was the name. He's Valverde. coming. He's he's not available. He's uh he's coming. Yeah, coming this is true. No, it's not even it's not even them, it's just the agents. The agents call the call the up. Agents run the team. The agents Literally, team. it's so obvious too. I, I, oh my god, I, I saw a really good written paragraph about it, and it was like you look at certain players, they play and they get a move. Like look at Lazarus Rota, he played a few games for the national team, got a move to Ike. What the hell happened to him? Just died. Limnios played Papa for the Dopoulos. national team constantly, got a move. Stop playing for the national That's why they threw Kiriakos in in the last minute, isn't it? He's a free agent. I mean, put the guy on. We're about to win. So he gets, you know, national team win. Kiriakos, but the thing was before that, it was like Papadopoulos is playing. So Papadopoulos is playing for a shit team in Croatia. It's like, but he's a Greek international. And the Saudi team was like, Greek international. There's the money. It's so, so just ridiculous how... Literally, agents are the reason, and getting players transfers is the reason we make selections. It's just, yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I just? Excuse me. Yeah. Just How explain is it. Not our biggest problem. Okay. Let me explain to you one more time. How is it possible that you expect to get a result playing Zavella centre back and leaving Dimitris Jovas out of a Greek national team or Kostas Manolas or? Okay, yeah, they're all linked Olympiacos linked players. This is an Olympiacos fan channel. Okay. That's not but that's not even the point. It's not about the shrimp guy. He's a he's he's a puppet. Understand it. Get it into your brains. JVS is a puppet. The reason he's there is because they can control him. And I say it again, he's not the biggest problem. Because the people that are the problem, they control the manager, and no respectable manager is coming to control this team and build something by being told by idiots that have never kicked a ball in their life, you can't call this person and you can call that person up and put this person in the team because he's a free agent and he needs a club. That's not how you build a team and that's not how a national team progresses. To be fair to Tutela too, the two aren't mutually exclusive because uh, in the rest of the comment, he says he's managed to take some Greek stars who are performing well in Greece and abroad, and he puts them all together with no tactics. This is also true. That is a very true thing. But also the part of the problem is he's not, you know, and, and this is stuff that we've told you guys before. It's been heard. We've been told. Th this is the problem. So it's also the fact that of the names he's given, although they are talented, he doesn't know what in God's name to do with it. He He's one of the most antithetical coaches I've ever witnessed in my life, which is probably why he's only coaching Australia <laughs> and some other 
tin pot league. I but can't believe that we we've brought a coach but, who like literally but, was a coach of Australia. Like, what do they know about football? Like, the, the problem, Christ. the inherent problem is he quite literally contradicts his own in-game philosophies, and his in-game management is is evidence of that. Look. Let's set aside the hyperbole, right? Set aside us making fun of him, Lambros making fun of him, you know, all of that stuff. Set aside all of it. Let's look at just bare bones tactics, right? When you employ an inside winger, generally, especially if we're playing a team that is defending more, you need an outside fullback that overlaps frequently, right? This is this is simple. This is how you create width. This is how you make space. How long did it take him to do that? How long did it take for him to start using overlapping fullbacks to complement his wingers? Let a, forget the fact that we still don't have a real 10 playing in this national team. Bacacetas can back pass for 90 minutes. He makes one good pass forward, makes one forward pass. It happens to lead us to a goal. I wish he did that more often because he's actually a pretty accurate passer. But when he's only looking what's in right in front of him, what the hell do you expect is going to happen? And this is why we could only create two, three, two or three chances against Kosovo. Guys, breakthrough efficiency under 16%. Team, I, I will say it again. La mia, Panetolikos. I mean, those sound like pretty big teams to me, Adi. I don't know. Disgusting. It is disgusting. Disgusting. And sorry, Mr. Uh, Zafiropoulos, we're not not that we're slagging Australia, but I would say the same thing if he came from the MLS. Yeah, it's a similar yeah. league. There's no relegation. Are you kidding me? The football's right. not even exactly. real in those guys, in the U.S. or in Australia. Like, how can you have football when there's no relegation? It just blows my mind. It, but it's awful. But I, I I don't know, I, Adi. Just maybe you didn't seem prime Johan Cruyff coach like. I did, so you just don't understand the tactical masterclass we put <laughs> Or maybe uh, for your newer generations, Pep Guardiola, you know, I know I'm a bit old school with the tactics. Um, but JVS's style is very close, very similar. That's all I got to say. Fuck's sake. <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys, maybe it's best to move on. I don't know. I... I know Costa's main point is is rings very true, and I very much agree. Like you know, that is something we do have to consider. Um, there's there's really much more to it. Um, but yeah, do we have anything else, guys? From the national team, at least we have other Olympiacos stuff. They don't stuff. deserve any more of our time right now. They don't. So JVS in or out? Fucking out! Get the fuck yeah. out! You're done. <laughs> You're done. Oust. What's Dutch for get the fuck out? Lambo, I, don't you speak Dutch? Very little, no. I'm going to ask Tice. I'm going to DM Tice and ask him how you say yeah. get the fuck out in Dutch. I'm done. Out. He's 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 a boss. He's a great What's coach. Canadian for get the fuck out? Get the get fuck out? Get the fuck out. <laughs> get, the fuck get, out. Get, get the fuck out. <laughs> get the fuck out. Hey. Done. Out. But uh, I don't know. I... I don't think they have the balls firing before Sweden, so I think we're going to see another masterclass against Sweden, and then he's probably out. But guys, it's going to be a crushing blow because are we going to lose his perfect undefeated record? Also, I off camera we were talking about this. Is JVS the greatest, or I'm sorry, the worst coach ever 
to be undefeated in competitive play, like in any sport, is it, we have to consider this. Such a good point. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he is undefeated I'm in terms of like, <laughs> and like literally as, <laughs> as as recently as like after the Georgia game, people were saying that still, like he's undefeated. He is undefeated. Is that what get the fuck out is in Dutch or is that a different language? That's Dutch, yeah. Gavodum Uroit. I don't know. Lambro, huge Dutch speaker. Tis lekker, man. That's that's all you need to know. Lekker, loke. I don't even know what that means. Dunkerville. Yeah. Anyway, we move everyone. I just want to say uh, it's not a great night for Greek football. I mean, guys, guys, look. There, there is a part of me, and people are gonna say, "Oh, Xenos, get out of here," you know, all that good stuff. But like, I do this with my other teams as well. We have to say, sometimes you gotta root for your team to lose so the coach gets fired. And like, I know maybe he'll just be replaced with another clown. I think that's what Costa's like gearing up to say with the eyebrows over there. But like, you know, sometimes it has to happen. Um, so. I, I'm not super like upset when it happens, but you know, I that is just my opinion, and I'm also not Greek, so take with that what you will. Just bring in Yorgos Donis or like any bang average Greek coach and finish the Qatar thing. Like, is Uzonidis is that his name still around? I don't know. What's next, guys, for the Greek national team? Project, Project Edmonton 2026. Takis Lemonis, this would be a great signing. Literally, like who who's on the market, man? Like I gotta Google like Bobby Stennis or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta look. I, I... Can we can we like give steroids to Rahigal? Make him <laughs> make him like able to speak. Give him like the Captain America serum. He like becomes young again. <laughs> Where, where's Bayevich these these days? Oh, isn't he coaching Bosnia? No. He is coaching Bosnia. No, he yeah. was, I thought he was I thought he didn't have that job anymore. Maybe. I thought this, he was fired. This. This. <laughs> what about hey, Beznikasi? Beznikasi could be a good signing. Stop. That stop. Bjorn Angles brought Angles in on a free, free passport. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's like he's like we're he gonna like do signs. something controversial he's like he like signs for us he like signs for us to like get the, get his residence or something yeah he's like ojijo foe has been called up to the Greek <laughs> we don't we don't need monomas he's like he's like 45 year old silvio proto he's like can he still play like wheels him out in a wheelchair <laughs> jesus christ yeah. oh, keep, keep dropping in your comments suggestions for Greek national team <laughs> just keep, chat is, keep chat coming is in the ruthless comments. right now guys chat is ruthless <laughs> Guys, guys, Laszlo Boloni, is he employed? <laughs> Can you imagine? I, 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 I have a suggestion for tomorrow's thumbnail. Takis Lemonis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, would, 
Like Fortune, he comes back on crutches at false nine, you know. Uros <laughs> Georgievich comes in as sub. I don't know. Just... Guys, Boloni comes in and starts scheduling friendlies with Mongolia. <laughs> Just to see the rush. It's unreal. Can you imagine Laszlo Bolerny comes in and he just starts starting Hatsiovannis and like Makeda? He's like, what do you mean Makeda is not Greek? <laughs> Does Makeda have a cat for Italy from when he was like a wonder? There is kid? no way. There is... He was like a top wonder kid with Man United. He was like a huge also, player. Also, this is a good comment. Bring I don't think Seba has a Brazilian cat. <laughs> He's married to a Greek woman. He could get a passport. Uh, is Angus married Ooh. to a Greek as well? Really? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Seba probably has it's a Greek happening. passport. It's happening. Emery Moore for the wings and Vinagre <laughs> left back. Okay, now, now, now. We're, we're getting desperate. We're, it, <laughs> we're getting desperate. My God. Honestly, I have no idea what they're going to do. I wonder. I don't think he's going to get fired, though. I really don't. <laughs> I really have a good feeling they're going to be like, we can't fire an undefeated I think the, manager i think the earliest it happens is after sweden regardless yeah. they might they might like i think the the closest we'll see is maybe they've already made the decision and they say we're just gonna wait because it's three more days and we don't want to have to like arrange anything else um but i think that's as soon as it will happen is after sweden i don't think it's gonna happen tonight but Guys, that's just my opinion I have a really horrifying statistic, which is why I've been quiet the last couple minutes. I was just putting it together. In World Cup qualification, including today, Greece has had over 60 attacks in open play in three games. Almost 70. How many, we'll say, breakthrough chances, how many shots do you think we've been able to convert, period? How many times did we get a look on goal? Just whatever. What do you think that? I'll look is? on goal. Like how many times four? do you think we got to look on goal? Yeah, four out of sixty. Out of sixty. Out of almost seventy attacks. I'm oh, saying yeah. four. Lambro. No, I'm sorry. I just read a quote from an article when JVS was hired, and it said, "A a child of Cruyff is now at the wheel for the national team." I just saw it on Twitter. Sorry. Well, what were we guessing about? We're so Adi was saying there that in in World Cup qualifying these last mm -hmm. three games we've had sixty. Uh, was it positional attacks, Adi? Uh, almost seventy positional. Attacks. Almost seventy, and how many resulted in a shot on goal? Six? I said four. Six. So four, five, six. I didn't say shots. I said on goal. Oh, on target. Three. On target. Less. I said on target. Yeah. Four. Less I'm still sticking with four. Is it zero? No, I'm just kidding. No. Including we, today. We have at least, well, we've scored two, 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 two open play two. goals. We've had two open play. Forget goals. We've had two open play shots on target. But they both Jeez. resulted in goals, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> that efficiency. <laughs> no, not that I, uh, actually, yeah, I think. Yeah, because, so. yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Two. Masterclass. Let's go. In three games. Two. In three games, just goes to show you how, how huge this squad is, how talented these players are. They put oh, they put away every chance they get, baby. Anyway, now now that's not total shots. If we're going for just getting a look, whether it's on target or not, it's actually eight. <laughs> We've had eight open play attacks out of almost seventy 
that we got mm. a a a look. Mm. Undefeated. We're gonna have to see one more game of JVS, guys. I'm, I think I'm still. No. I think I'm still not there. JVS out. I just need one more. I think against Sweden, he turns it around. JVS at the wheel. The problem is, and this is actually uh, just George brings up a, a really good point, and this is a problem that the FA has gotten into in the past. The Greek FA doesn't have the money to pay up his contract, even if they sack him. This is so true. This is true. <laughs> when does his contract end, guys? They gave him like a seven-year deal or something. Imagine they gave him like no. a monster <laughs> contract. <laughs> yeah, it's um no, but I think um I think I think there are clauses in some of these national team contracts where like if it's if you're mathematically disqualified, they can cut the contract. So technically, but that probably won't we, happen even against Sweden because there's still four more games for us after that. Um if we lose against Sweden, oh, are we already? E- look, even if we beat Sweden, Here's what happens. Who do, in October we have to play Georgia and Sweden again, and we're still three points back, even if we beat Sweden. Yeah, but Remember then that. we play Spain and Kosovo again. Like we would, we could get twelve points, and if Spain that's, and that's Sweden fair. just shit the bed, yeah. so like mathematic, obviously like zero shot right. even after today that we will qualify in reality. But mathematically speaking, yeah, no, you're right. Mathematically speaking, if we lose today and then we pick up, we don't get two wins in October. It's done. That's it. That's how it is. So if we, if mir, if a miracle happens, and we beat Sweden, then we have at least a fighting chance. Then we have to beat Georgia, and at least split points with Sweden in in the following, at, at the very least. Then it's what the hell do we do with with Spain? It's ugly, ugly scenes, ugly, ugly scenes. Yeah. Johnny, oh, we haven't had one of these in a while. Johnny, what's your beef, man? Me lista el ingabo más que don Olympiago Giolas. Ime oxenos den milau elinica. Milau ligo. Etsy bravo Peter. Elamo is an English speaking podcast, man. We speak Greek from time to time, but I'm going to get my We've done a few interviews in Greek too. Check out the Nicopolidis interview. That one was really good. Big up to you wherever you are, mate. Cheers. Anyway, we have a video to play, I've heard. Yeah, so our friend Costas Lianos, uh, he's been on the show quite often, one of our bloggers. He, He felt very strongly about sending in some thoughts. I assume this is about the national team. Shall I go ahead and play that? Cue that up. Let's go. I know how in this show it's easy to come across as biased when talking about the Greek national team. So let me say this. There's a reason why Otto Rehagel played Panathinaikos and Aik players almost exclusively in his starting lineup back in 2004. Because they were the only ones with experience from not only playing at top level but getting results against some of the best teams in the world. If Otto Rehagel preferred Olympiakos players over the Panathinaikos and Aik players, not only would Greece not win Euro 2004, then wouldn't have even made it to Euro 2004. 
If Otto Rehagel preferred Eleftherópoulos over Nikopolidis, Mavrogenidis over Seitaridis, Anatolakis over Delas, Stoltidis over Karagounis, Alexandris over Charisteas, the Greek national team would have been the exact same disgrace it is today. I never thought John van Schiep was the anti-Rehagel, but he's definitely the reverse Rehagel. I had the honor and privilege of writing about the Euro 2014 this summer by interviewing Yoros Karagounis, Telios Yanakopoulos, Nikos Dapizas, and explaining how the miracle happened. And one of the main reasons it happened was because Otto Rehagel only called up and played Greeks whose teams played in Europe, so Olympiakos, Panathinaikos, AEK, or Greeks who were playing abroad at top level. There were very few exceptions, like Kutsianikoulis and Pritas, very few exceptions to his rule. Whereas now, under John van Schiep, the backbone of this team is consisted of players that have either never that have either never played in the Champions League, or have never won a game in the Champions League. And the P and those who do play and get results at top level are between the bench and their own sofas back home. I'm not surprised by this. Thanasis Karagounis, a Greek player who played under Van Schiep at Zvole, warned us saying that Van Schiep doesn't know how to deal with big personalities. And it showed by how he dealt with or didn't deal with Kostas Manolas, Dimitris Jovas, and Socrates Papastathopoulos, whom he chucked out of his team and then begged to return. But they don't want to work under him. That's how it usually goes, when you don't know how to deal with big personalities. But he still had players who knew about the top level and knew how to get a result. But he preferred Bacasetas over Fortunis, Limnios over Masuras, Yanulis over Tsimikas, way before Yanulis went to Norwich. And Bakakis over George Bulldog, a player that nobody cares to call up in the Greek national team, even though he spent two full years in the Premier League missing, without missing a single second for Sheffield United. But for some reason, Bakaikis and Andrutsos are better than him. JVS is done, he's finished. There's no way he's continuing after what happened. Whoever replaces him, I don't care who he is. I just want them to look back and see how Otto Rehagel did it. There were rules, there were principles, there was a theory behind this. Look back at Rehagel. Rehagel only played the best. He played those who deserved it, those who were playing at top level. You can't blame the players for the, for the disgrace that is the Greek national team. That's what they know, that's what they do. The manager is the one who decided to create a backbone out of players with zero experience from top level and almost blacklisted players that have a lot of experience at top level. I spoke to a very uh, respectable and reliable Greek journalist earlier today and he told me that JVS's decisions in the starting lineup and the, the squad are 100% his. Get him out, bring someone in, and this person should learn from Otto Rehagel just like Fernando Santos did before, did after him. 
There's a reason why we did well in the 2014 World Cup, and that was because Fernando Santos learned from Otto Rehagel. I'm in Amsterdam right now, and a Dutch person heard me recording this video, and he told me that when he heard John van Schiep took over the Greek national team, out of all the other choices, he couldn't believe it. He's leaving. Whoever replaces him, learn from Otore Hagel, and Theo Zagorakis, the new president, needs to find a way to bring the Euro 2004 heroes into this team one way or another. I don't care who they are. I don't care if they hated Olympiakos. Bring them in. The team has no leaders. Bring, him, bring them in. Wow. Okay. Wow. That was good. That was good. Beautiful. Cool stuff. We said. What a testimony there, folks. Yeah. The Hot comments are, are in agreement as well. Yeah. Crazy stuff. That last bit <laughs> that he's well, in Amsterdam and they were also the random Dutch guy. part is so funny because it's so <laughs> true. Like any Dutch person with half a brain is just like John Van Ship is your <laughs> football coach he's actually amazing he has conned greek people into like believing he is a son of like johan cruyff it's amazing which he is of course like i believe it as well but you know comments yeah. absolutely loving absolutely loving Cosas Llanos's little tirade i loved it, it fantastic yeah. the one the one thing i'll say is you could you could make the argument that jvs tried to replicate what Rahigo did by picking his his group his guys and sticking with them he just picked the wrong fucking ones and i'm sorry i'm cursing a lot tonight i don't think i usually curse this much at all on this show no but, you don't um, we've all been there curious. yeah Unbe unbelievable olibiakos has never made me this mad yeah because i certain well in in the time of this podcast or <laughs> a half decent team um yeah. But guys, we do want to talk about the aforementioned Olympiacos a little bit at some point. And, uh, you know, we do have a few things with relating to news that we want to go through. And we actually have a deep dive, uh, a special deep dive that we're going to do. And then we have some mailbag questions as well. Adi in particular got quite a few DMs. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll, we'll go through the couple of news things first, guys. So. Uh, a couple of people mentioned it in the chat, but Thomas Vachlik was in goal for the Czech Republic today and he came off injured. Um, so I watched the video. Basically what happened is Romelu Lukaku, one of the biggest, strongest strikers in world football is coming in at him and they sort of collide um, and Vachlik gets the worst of it. Um, it might just be a, a cautious thing. We don't totally, I don't totally know how bad the injury is at this moment. Um, I don't know if you guys have any additional comments on that, but uh, yeah, that's certainly something to keep an eye out for and, you know, potentially worry about as we, uh, you know, follow the rest of the international break. Yeah. And then the other set of news, I guess, is the coup in Guinea with some of our players may be stuck there for the yeah, time so being. That thoughts with them their country must be difficult moments for all of them so yeah absolutely yeah that's uh can i just round this up so international yeah. break fantastic we always love our international players going abroad to represent so bachelik injured cisse said he's playing on a crap pitch and he's worried about his uh 
you know, he's worried about bodily harm. And then you've got actually two of our players that are in Guinea and there's a military coup underway. So you've got four players out, guys. Uh, Three Guineans, isn't it now with Kane? Yeah. Yeah, okay, he's not on the squad though. Anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's that's sort of the... Uh, that's the international break update. As Costa said, we absolutely love international break. But... Um, yeah, Costis Costis asks, is El Arabi in the Moroccan national team in Guinea? So Morocco, we're in Guinea, and I believe their team is also stuck there, but El Arabi is yes. not going it's to be there. So we'll... Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on. No, I've got bones to pick. And Vila was in Crete, Costa. Well, they, so were, given, they were given a, a small holiday. They were, yeah, they were, for they were me, they've been given fast. They deserve holiday. it. They've been working hard. Yeah, yeah they've been fantastic. <laughs> I'm with Costa on this one. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's that's the quick Olympiacos news. Um, yeah, any other questions in the chat we can get to, but I think those were the, the three main things from international break. Um, other than that, we do have another deep dive. Um, and this deep dive is with respect to Mamadou Kane, a recently signed central midfielder signed from Nefchi Baku. So supposedly... Us playing them, the scouts saw something and brought him in. He is a Guinean international, as we mentioned. He is in Guinea right now. Um, this deep dive is going to be a bit different from the other ones because it was actually me doing it. So it's my first deep dive. It does have the Adi seal of approval. He did look over some of my notes and agrees with what I have to say, but we'll have to settle. Adi has a wife and kids, and I have no wife and no kids. So I, I am going to try and take on some of the deep dive responsibility here. Um, hopefully, we don't get too much slander on my name, because if you do, I'm blocking you from the chat and removing you. But Adi's still going to do deep dives. I'm just going to be doing some of them as well. So anyway, Mamadou Kane, he's a 24-year-old central midfielder from Nefji Baku. He is five foot eight. Um, we usually do weight. Uh, Scout didn't have the weight, though. But what I can say just from watching him is, he seems about an average weight. He's not like a Kunde type who's going to run through people, but he's also not a string bean and skinny. Um, the deal with this guy is honestly pretty simple. He's he's a number six. He's a defensive midfielder. He's a ball winner. Um, if we're going to compare him to an Olympiakos player, um, you can think about maybe a poor man's Guillerme with a bit less of that technical ability. And I should say as well, 24 is not you know, finished, he can still improve a little bit. So some of the stuff I'm going to say, you know, some of his technical deficiencies, obviously he's not a finished product as a player, even at age 24. But right now this guy's best skill is, as I mentioned, winning the ball and, you know, keeping onto the ball in in uh, possession in the midfield. So he's really, really strong and aggressive at coming in and making those challenges. Um, defensively though, he does have some issues from a positional standpoint. I might say some of this stuff might be the result of the way that he is being deployed and with his manager. Um, but sometimes it does seem like he comes in and gets caught out and gets put in a position where the, the attacking player with the ball can go by him or commit a foul. Um, so that's something that we might want to see work on, you know, and this is, you know, what I'm saying is one-on-one -on -one defending. One thing he's really good at is sort of coming from behind and nicking the ball away from a player. He seems to do that pretty well without fouling. 
Um, but those one-on-one uh, defensive duels when he gets isolated, um, not super, super inspiring confidence for me. Uh, his best skill is definitely for me holding the ball up under pressure. So when he has the ball and he has opposing players coming at him, he's very good at making that quick decision, making a quick one or two dribbles to get by his uh, his defender. I watched a lot of really nice film of his offensive duels and his dribbling rate. Uh, his Statistically speaking, his dribbling success is really strong. He's been above 60% for both the last two seasons, which is pretty damn good. Um, and a lot of those are, you know, he gets the ball, receives it in central midfield, and he's got someone coming at him, and he quickly acts, makes a nice dribble around the guy, gets by him. Um, very slick, very quick, very sweet. Um, he has that ability to sort of think quickly and make that decision right away. Um, and you see a lot of that in his play with Nefji Baku. Um, in terms of one touch, as I said, he seems to be able to make those decisions quickly, you know, execute the pass, know where to give the ball. Um, but sometimes that first touch is not super strong. So, you know, it might be a bit heavy at times. Um, he might try to make that one touch pass and overhit it. And that's like I was saying, some of these technical things that he can improve at. Um, but the intent is there, right? He knows what he's supposed to do. He's not passing up on those quick, short passes. He's not taking too long with ball. He doesn't usually hold on to the ball too long. Um, sometimes he does maybe try to do a bit too much in terms of fancy dribbles and getting by players. You know, he might try to do something a bit out of his skill set, but guys, we have to chalk that up to the fact that he's playing in the Azari league. Uh, this is no offense, a very weak competition that he's playing against. So he can get away with a lot of this stuff, whether it improves in Greece, he's going to get some hard learning potentially. Even the Greek league is a significant step up. Uh, so we're going to see how that happens uh, when he gets here. As far as just pure physicality, he really likes to, like I said, he's very aggressive. He doesn't shy away from contact. He doesn't go down easily. There were a lot of clips that I was watching where he absorbed some contact and he didn't just want to fall over. He wanted to keep moving with the ball, even when a bigger player was contesting him. So he's, he's strong and he works hard and he's not afraid of a little physicality. Whereas, you know, we looked at uh, Karbovnik and that guy was just a string bean who got pushed over all the time. Um, Kane is not super pacey. He's not like Onyakuru pace, but he's very good at changing directions. He's quick in those tight spaces, which is something that you like to see in a central midfielder. Obviously with him, you know, he's not a, a wide player for the most part. So that pace isn't going to be super important. Um, as far as passing, you know, longer passes, you know, we sometimes use the word through passes or smart passes. Um, he does not attempt a lot of through balls. So, you know, when I said he's a number six and I called him a poor man's Guillerme, the difference between those two is, is that um, Mamadou Kane is not going to be blasting balls across the pitch. He's not going to be playing a lot of through balls. He attempts 0.5 through balls per game. So basically one every other game and his success rate is pretty low. So he's not going to be making a lot of these game changing Jan and Vila passes where he boots it across the pitch, where he sneaks it behind the team's back line and finds a striker. Um, now, here's the interesting thing, though, and Adi sort of confirmed this, and I looked at it. Um, it's sort of hard to see in the film, but one thing that I noticed is he sees these players, he sees the runner, but he just doesn't want to attempt the pass. And why that's important is because the vision here is not the problem for Mamadou Kane. 
He can see the runner. You can see his head turn when a teammate puts his hand out and is in open space and is looking to make the run. You can see it, but he doesn't want to make the pass. And this is probably just because either he's not confident in his ability to accurately pick that pass out. Maybe his coach tells him not to do it. Cissé could use a little bit of that restraint, we might say, um, in choosing to not just attempt a long ball every time you get the ball. Um, but Kane, you know, we he has the vision, but he has to improve on those passes is basically the idea um, that I got from him. One other thing uh, as far as shooting, he, you know, is obviously number six. A lot of the times he's with the ball, he's sort of in the middle of the pitch. Box to box would be a strong word to describe him in the midfield. But, you know, obviously sometimes he does pop up uh, in a shooting opportunity. He doesn't shoot the ball a ton. Almost all of his shots were just rebounds. You know, a, a cleared ball or a, a deflected ball sort of falls and, you know, rickets out to the outside of the box and Kane sees his opportunity and has a hit. Um, doesn't seem like his teammates are giving him the ball to shoot very often, let's just say. His right foot does have some power on it, but um, he really needs to get that accuracy down. Uh, a lot of the goals that we've seen from Mari Kamara, and it's funny because I see this comment from FM Pana 2018 Mari Kamara, and it's it's funny because a couple of the goals we've seen from Mari where you know he just comes in and nails that, that beautiful goal. Um, we've seen a couple of those in Europe this year. Kane tried to do that like 10 or 12 times when I was watching the film, but he didn't get any of them. He's got the power, but just not the precision yet. Left-footed shot is absolutely not there. It, it doesn't look good. I just, I hope he doesn't shoot with his left foot ever in an Olympiacos kit because it just doesn't have anything on it. Um, but overall, I think Kane uh, might be a promising player. You know, we we sort of thought this move might be some sort of Madi replacement, as we as people sort of say every time we sign a midfielder. But Madi's here to stay, and this guy honestly has a different skill set. I think he's going to be a good player to rotate in, in the Greek league. Um, he is obviously Guinean uh, international. So I don't believe he has an EU passport either, although I might be wrong about that. Um, so he's going to be a Greek league player. I think he could definitely do the job in Greece. He like, you can see even just from watching film of him in Azerbaijan, he is a tier above the competition there. Uh, he, you know, almost effortless, not in a bad way, but just he knows he's better. He is better. Um, so I think he can slide into our team in the Greek league, do a little bit of rotation, uh, when we have a tight schedule of European games and hopefully do that job. Now there's one more thing I want to mention with, with Mamadou Kana, and I did not actually even know this, uh, until I went back and watched the film, but he is not just a central midfielder. He has also played as a right back. Now this is obviously intriguing because Olympiacos, we kind of need a right back. Is Mamadou Kane the answer? No, I'm not saying that, folks. But there are some interesting qualities. He does actually like to get forward when he's playing out on the on the right flanks. He can he's not afraid of getting in those positions. And honestly, from what I saw, it's a small sample size, but the crossing looks good. It's maybe a bit of a trouble for him to get in those positions. His one-on-ones when he's isolated on the on the wing are not great. He doesn't really get separation from his defender very well when he's in that one-on-one -on, -one on the wings situation. But when he finds himself in that final third to get a cross-up, it honestly looks better than Oleg for me, for example. Uh, and this is a guy who plays almost all of his time as a central defensive midfielder. So maybe we sometimes see him there. He's also played in the back three as a right center back uh, for Nefji, who have often deployed a three-back formation. Um, but 
just an interesting thing with Kane. I do see a comment that says he's not fast enough to play as a right back. And yeah, I think that is um, probably a problem as well. And something I noted down because he isn't super pacey, but he certainly has the energy and um, who knows, maybe we'll see him a little bit there in, uh, in the Greek league this season, just with sort of the troubles we've had at the position. But I definitely think central midfield is the position where we're going to see him the most. That's his strongest position. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what he can do for us. He has some really strong skills and some places where he can improve a lot. And he's still only 24. Well done, Peter. Well done. Lovely deep dive. Peter spent a lot of time uh, on the Karbovnik deep dive. And he is made for this. So fantastic. I mostly just watched and listened to Adi, but yeah. Well, you picked it up and you put your own spin on it. Love it. Absolutely fantastic. Took so long. Adi, how do you like have a child and a full-time job and do these like every week? Like I literally spent like my entire afternoon yesterday, like watching Azari football clips. Fun fact about the Azari football league. I swear every team has the same uniform. They all have a black kit, a white kit, and a red alternate kit. And it threw me off so much because I was Nefji, I was used to wearing black and white. And then they were playing this one Azari team with like a red badge. And uh and Nefji were wearing red. And so I was looking for Kane in the black kits, and it was the other team, and I was so goddamn confused. Like get some colors in here, folks. Get some stripes. You actually Baku had some stripes to be fair to them, but like Azari football as a whole. Let's get some fun colors going. They're getting those like Azerbaijan has some Ox order from yeah. Walmart jerseys, you know, okay. with no stripes. <laughs> I swear they just <laughs> had the, same, the numbers. They must have just had like the same company make all of them. But anyway, that Maybe. is my uh, my take on Azari football uniforms. I hope that's not offensive to anyone. But well, Peter, you forgot the last part. You're now the sporting director. You're in charge of making this decision. Put your hat on. 300, you make 300K? This deal, 300k loan him back to nefg for the future is this a deal you make yeah i'd say so um 300k is not a huge amount to be honest i don't know what wages he's on um and that might influence the decision because at this point it seems like wages make up such a strong portion of olympiakos budget but i don't think 300k is too much for a player who in, I, I think his floor as a player for Olympiakos is coming in and rotating and doing a job in the Greek League. I think this guy, he's not the same position, but I think he's going to be better than Pepe or Thiago Silva in the sense that, you know, he's he seems to play hard. Um, you know, he's not coming here, you know, from a big league, coming for vacation or anything like that. At least that's the, the impression that I get. Um, he's got other Guineans in the team to hang out with him. So I think he's going to at least be able to come in and be a rotation player for us. And if he does have, if he does really develop that technical ability, if he pick, if he figures out how to play those long balls that he sees, but he just chooses not to pass, if he figures out how to do that, we're talking about a valuable midfielder for more significant games. But obviously, that's a big if. So in short, yeah, I, I think this is a, a deal I would have done. It surprised me a bit when it came out. But I think looking back and having watched the film, I think it's a deal that I would have done. Fantastic. I would agree with you as well. Always good when Adi agrees with me. Anyway, so yeah, that is uh, that is Mamadou Kane. Um, we do have a lot of central midfielders in the team now, and 
I believe, Adi, either you or me will have a deep dive for King Kue coming at some point, but we literally signed That's like correct. three players in like two days. We're not going to do three deep dives in one episode, folks. So they'll come out slowly. We don't have games coming up anyway. We did have the friendly, but like just... Is there uh, even video for King Kue? Yes. There is? From like Enter yep. U19s or something? Uh, U23s, yep. U19 to U23. Didn't everyone say he like just can't pass the ball to save his life? That was like I remember Inter fans saying. Wait, I haven't looked at it yet, okay. uh, but anyway. I will see if that's the case. From from what okay. little I saw and clips available, he could switch the ball 25, 30 yards across the field to feet. Someone was troll like people were trolling him, making fun of him about something. I like Inter fans were making jokes. I don't remember if it was passing or some other shit, but he was being trolled. We'll have to wait anyway, for the, the deep we'll dive for the official for the verdicts. Dive. But um, I guess the last thing we have today, and we can make this fairly quick because we're already almost at an hour. Yeah. Um, we have a little bit of a mailbag, and I think Adi is going to be leading the way on this because he got a lot of DMs on social media with some questions. I have absolutely no idea what these questions are, but we can take a little bit of time to answer as many as we can before we go too long. Adi, what do you have for us? Absolutely. So, yeah, the voice bail turned out interesting because – we, you know, when we did the mailbags, people were like, oh, open up a voicemail line. But we opened up voicemail line and I got a whole bunch of DMs instead because I guess people weren't, uh, didn't want to hear their voice. But anyway, so I got some DMs. Um, not everybody wanted their identity to be known. So um, first question or the first, I, it's more, I guess, of, a, of, of an opinion. Um, it came from actually uh, one of our audience members that's actually in that Olympiacos Discord. Uh, the Libyakos FC Discord that was opened about six months ago. Um, uh, so various opinions about uh, transfers. Thomas Vachlik, uh, best possible replacement for Jose Sa, in my opinion. Uh, always calm and produces a feeling of safety with his experience. Won Europa League one time with Sevilla. My favorite signing of the season. Uh, Etienne Kingue seems like a great investment for the future. Highlights show as a very mature beast. Seems calm with and without the ball and always where he should be. Karbovnik, one of the best talents of Poland. Fast, very good, both on offense and defense. Hopefully he is good enough to be bought next summer. P uh, Pierre Kunde, beast. Very strong, very fast, perfect box-to-box -box midfielder and can cover the whole pitch with his absurd stamina. Just needs some time with our midfielders and he can become one of our best players. Uh, Henry Onyekuru, maybe one of our best moves this summer. Super fast winger with good dribbling. Uh, I really count on him, and I can't wait to see him on the pitch again after a very satisfying debut. Uh, Agibu Kamara, a gem. His enthusiasm and his athleticism are key to his development. His biggest disadvantage is his lack of experience. We give him time on the pitch, and he will be one of our best players one day. Roni Lopez, very hyped for this one. Debut was disappointing, but I hope that it was a case of bad pitch conditions. Uh, remember these uh, voicemails came in before the friendly. So uh, he played very, he played for Sevilla, Monaco, Nice, and Man City. Hopefully he's as good as we expect him to be. Sad that he is getting the number 10 from Fortunis. So I hope he will deserve it. Um, in conclusion, I think that we had a great transfer window, the best in Greece. And if these players get time together, we will become a lot better. And this was from our good friend King46 uh, in the Discord channel. Um, you guys in agreement with some of those opinions with the transfers? 
Yeah, pretty much. I'm just, yeah. I'm surprised how many players we signed, to be honest. Like, we have a lot of players in the squad. The squad right is now. still so bloated. Oh my God. I guess the B team helps, but like, yeah. we just have so, yeah. we like, I literally thought we were going to be done. And then, like, Karbovnik comes and Kinkue comes and Kane comes. Like, it's a lot of Those players. Those guys aren't going to play, I guess, to be fair. Karbovnik might. Also, I just want to break in. Supposedly, I, I just read like somewhere that JVS was saying that Kosovo is a top team. And no, he was Lambros. Yes, he did. Yes, stop he did. I, I didn't want to bring it back up, but look, supposedly he did. I, guys, I gotta look for the exact quote. But Kosovo literally like weren't a team ten years ago. <laughs> literally, were not a team. It's like it's like this is a team of a. Uh, history and fight when like, greece won the euros kosovo didn't have a team <laughs> but i gotta find the quotes where i was listening to, like to oh here we go let's see he just said we haven't lost a qualification it's just became a little more difficult that's what he said as well Anyway, please continue, everyone. I'll, I'll look I mean, quotes. a little more difficult than already <laughs> impossible because we suck. Yeah. Yeah. He's fair enough. Adi, what's our next uh, next question? Unless anyone uh, else. So has any our next thoughts. one, our next uh, inbox actually came from uh, our fantastic blogger Stephen Guduru. Um, uh, can you can you please tell me if there's any positives currently to take from Libyakos? Because I'm getting major 2017-2018 season vibes, and it's making me worried. Who's going to go first? I think the positives are that the other teams aren't as good, so we'll probably still win the league. Is that, well, is that fair to my, say? My positive was... Maybe not even. In, in retrospect, as dog shit as we looked against Adis, we still drew. One to one, so think about it. We played probably the worst football we could play that I think I've seen us play in a long time, and we still drew Oddies, who looked to be a team that is better organized and definitely a contender for the title based on how they played. So, if that says something that we can play like crap, but we still have the star power and the star quality to get results, uh, I guess that's maybe my silver lining. Uh, if I can find one, if you forced me to find a positive. Well, honestly, the Addis game, I understand that we were playing a 4-4-2 um, with Xeni Divis in midfield. We looked completely just dilapidated in the middle of the park. There was no beginning and there was no end to the team. Even though you look at nine of those 11 players that were on the field, and nine of those players could be playing in the starting 11 next uh, next Sunday against Atromitos or against Antwerp in 10 days. So um, I said it after the game that that was the worst performance I've ever seen from a Pedro Martins team since he joined the club. And I know it was a friendly, but when th this is starting to become a pattern. And I've said before that we can't get any worse and the only direction is is up. So I really hope that we see something different next Sunday. Hopefully when players are back, I hope Madi, Agibu, they, they come back safely um, because it's not good enough. 
it's not good enough and what I'm seeing is just a lax attitude, lack of passion, the spark. I'm worried the spark's gone. And here's a hot take. Maybe it wasn't such a great idea that Martin stayed for a fourth season. I'm saying that now. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, re I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. And maybe, yeah. Uh, not, tonight, you, um, Costa, you led, not tonight, Costa. Not tonight. Not an hour me. into a podcast. Costa, you led me. Can we quickly say, odds Martins doesn't make it past the winter? Odds that by the new year. I'm not going to speak. If I speak, I'm in manager. trouble. I'm not going to. Just quickly. Big up to our friend Dor, uh, that Dory that's here. Uh, hello, lads. We went on his show the other day, Nottingham Forest. Okay. Um, there's a big difference between last season and this season. Last season, there were no fans in the stadium. Last season, there weren't any fans to get on Martin's back about why aren't you playing this player? Why are you playing that player? Blah, 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 blah. If things don't go well next Sunday and they don't go well against Antwerp, it can it can really it, things can change at Olympiacos very quickly, uh, and things can turn turn bad very quickly for for the fans that aren't Greek listening from abroad. It doesn't take much for a manager to get sacked, even someone as successful as Martins. I'm not saying he's going to get sacked, but things things need to pick up. For sure. ASAP. For sure. I may I may go to the stadium on for the Antwerp game. We'll see. Things may be in the work. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you you might see my my father there. Oh, he's going to be there. Uh, well, I'm trying to convince him to go. He feels guilty going without me. So, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I gotta I'm go. still trying oh. to get him to go. I have to go to Ath for a week. So we'll see. I'm still not sure if I'm going to go, but I that is I'm breaking news to you guys and the podcast listeners at the same time. So we'll see. We'll see. Adi, we've, we've got time for a couple more questions. Or Costa, do you have something? What did you think of Mavru this? I thought he did really well the last 20 minutes he came in. Just I thought he was fine. Young kid, 20, 20 years of age. We nabbed him from Pantanaikos. He looks he looks he looked he looked solid. He looked like a solid player. Better than Xenitidis, who's been on the squad for four years. And he I forgot about him. I forgot Xenitidis is shocking. Like <laughs> I thought they shipped him off to Luxembourg to like never be heard of again and then. Oh, that's back. where he went. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Voilis. And what happened to the striker? What was his name? Vo Voilis? Was that his name? Where is he? Yeah. Is he alive? He's back. He's back. He'll probably play B team. But he was playing in Why? the same team. Why? Like, what is the point? Like, did he even score goals in Luxembourg? Like, I, I don't know. Look, Sandy Didis had seven assists, apparently. Anyway. Mavro, this was yeah. That was... No, Mavro, this was, was, was a positive. That was a positive from that game. Yeah. Some, some, some solid touches. Uh, that's what I look for when the young guys play, especially then when they don't see the field. As long as they get a few touches and they're good, nothing too wayward. That's all. That's what I look for in the beginning. Then I look for them to build confidence after that, like Solis over the summer. Hope, quick plug. Hope he, hope he gets to play again. Yeah, see some more time. Adi, one or, one more question, maybe. 
One or uh, two? Yeah, uh, I do. I have another one here. This is from uh, George at Catholic George three. Uh, greetings from an Olympiacos uh, fan in England. So glad to have found this podcast regarding the transfers. We've signed enough quality to win the Super League again for sure. I think Karbovnik will be a big success, and I really think Binakas will be a future star for us. The squad is in better shape now than a few weeks ago, but I think in Europe we are still short of a top midfielder. One thing for sure is I can't wait for the European nights to begin, and hey, we keep on dreaming. All the best, George. Yeah. I, I still don't get this thing of Pinakas being on the team if the team doesn't announce it, I really don't get it. Like, are we for sure? Because last time Ayel announced it and everyone was like, yeah, he signed. They announced it again. Is it like for sure, for sure? Because everyone seems to think it is, but like usually doesn't the team announce a new signing? I, don't, don't, don't make me say what I always say. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. They even announced the Peter's deep dive. Yeah. Still waiting. Still waiting. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, great minds think alike here. <laughs> yeah, I have not much to say. The same exact comment. Uh, well, I guys. Saw, yeah, I, I saw people have... say Kenny La La played all, all right. A lot of people said new haircut, new man. I like to say that's true. I'm not convinced. We've we'll we've got to see it in a competitive. He played well in the friendlies leading up as well, guys. And then when a competitive game started, it was it was gone. So we've got yeah, to wait and we'll see. see. But Andrzejewski played fine tonight as well. Did he? No. Did he? Did anyone? I mean, yeah. no. Everyone sucked. Fuck it. Yeah. No. Except for Janulis, he was. Janulis. Top dog. Top dog. Janul- you want a hot take? Janulis going. Crawling back to Pauk next summer. Garbage player. Anyway. I mean, it. I think more realistically, Norwich finished last and he stays and Brent Williams goes back to United. That's a good now. take, Peter. Yeah, and that's a good just take. A championship player. But, well, but literally, they took a guy in on deadline and they replaced him three days later. Imagine that. It's embarrassing. Anyway. Well, if it makes you feel, guys guys feel like a little bit better about like this shit storm that we're witnessing with respect to the national team, the Brazil, Argentina shit storm is oh, yes. different. They literally stopped the game and went onto the field to deport the, the health authorities of Brazil went onto the field to deport three Argentinian players. That has to be some Bolsonaro shit right there. <laughs> yeah, because supposedly they <laughs> didn't mess. quarantine uh, prior to leaving the UK. And then they took them and left them. And apparently these players have been sitting here for three days. They were in Brazil for three days. No one said and anything. they didn't say anything. And then they got and the health authorities, they said, well, we got stuck in traffic. We couldn't make it before. Bro, that is that is some <laughs> Bolsonaro shit right there. Bolsonaro, man. <laughs> Guys. I think that's a, a wonderful note to end on. Costa, I think you have one more uh, final thing to say before we wrap up the podcast. Actually, two things, Costa, I think you have. You, yeah, wanted, so to mention, you wanted to get, mention the giveaway. First thing before the giveaway, we were just talking now and we were saying we're not so sure that the other teams make good transfers. They're not going to be any good. Guys, I look at some of the signings that Ayek made, for example, at the at the front end of the field, 
that winger that pretty much single-handedly took us apart the other day from Switzerland, Zumba, on one on one side, and Levi Garcia on the other, if they can keep him fit. And they brought in that Bosnian at number 10 as well. That means Madalos yeah. isn't going to be playing. Madalos is going to be on the bench for Ajax this year. So they've got an attacking front three. Fire. They've got some dangerous players in the in in the final third of the field. I had no back, idea that they signed Zuber, who literally started in the Euros for Switzerland. Yeah. He started kind against Greece. Big he up to Ike, to be honest, man. Like and That's they have a, a nice point. front, like Amrabat too. Like we we can't get a winger like that. Yeah. Well, hold on. We also have to say too, compared to the shit show their defense was last year, they did also upgrade on the defensive end too. Oh wait, hold hot take two. Pauk in the mud spent five hundred grand on transfers. Like Pauk finishing fourth or fifth. Luchescu is bad. I don't think so. Luchescu will always be all right. Luchescu will always keep know. the team like quite compact. Like, Have you I seen think... their fullbacks? Have you seen their fullbacks? Literally Rodrigo I've, and Villarreal. Have you seen our fullbacks? Okay, sorry. That's a good take. It's a good take. I, 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 don't, Have you don't, looked don't, at Ike's fullbacks? Lazaro coming in. Who's their left back now? Elder Lopez finally it's, left after how, 30 years. Well, isn't uh, what's his face back? Oh, Haji Safi. Yeah, yeah. Safi, yeah. Yeah. Well, they also and they have Ranez back with Savela as their center back partnership. Jesus, yeah. the I'm interested is be to such see. a shit show. Jeez. Screaming. Red Honestly, Aris. Aris are going to be quite. Also, do you see Zagurax released a statement about how Aris didn't deserve to get points knocked off and things like that? That was quite strong. From like, I that was weird. I've never seen. But it. It's, but it's consistent with something that he said before when he said that for Balk. Like mm. when when they got dot points last year or the year before that, he yeah. said it before. He wasn't president at the time, so it has a different kind of gravitas yeah. now. But but isn't he the one who decides who gets points docked? Wasn't it? No, it's like the um, the the judicial the judiciality. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, I think that's about it. Costa, you want to? Got the giveaway to talk about? Yeah, guys. Uh, since it's. Um, an overjoyous time with the national team. You know, we we did actually launch a giveaway on Instagram. If you haven't been on our Instagram page, head over at Gate Seven INTL. We have a giveaway on a uh, custom-made design of a Greece jersey. I'm going to bring it up on the screen. There you go. That's what it looks like. Here's a close-up. I should say that this design was offered to the Greek national team, but uh, Epo geniuses they 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 didn't really like it. They they went off with Nike. Fair dues. This design was actually worn by Lefteris Petrunias, the Olympic medalist uh, in Tokyo. So uh, yeah, this is a really nice design, guys. That's what the back looks like. Galanolifkos Faros, big up. And there's a close-up. You can't really see it there. But in the middle is the uh, Greek national anthem on the jersey. So head over to our Instagram page and enter the giveaway raffle. If you haven't already, go ahead and do that, guys. Give us a follow as well. You'll yep. see the rules there. Absolutely. Gate7INTL Instagram in honor of JVS, guys. Get, a, get in on this giveaway. What a beautiful jersey. Wouldn't it be nice to own it? 
Anyway, guys, that's going to be all that we have for today. Thank you so much for watching, especially if you've made it this far. We know this one was a bit long, but we had quite a bit to talk about. Lovely participation from the chat once again, so thank you so much for that. Make sure to leave a like if you're watching on YouTube. Leave a comment. Let us know who you want in as the Greek national team's coach. Wrong, wrong answers only, as they say. Wrong answers only. Um, give us a like. Share to your friends. Subscribe if you want to hear more. We're on twice a week talking about Olympiakos and Greek football. Thank you, everyone. Have a nice rest of your week. We will see you very soon. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiakos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiakos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you will never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL, Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Sto mialo kati magiko.